Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Big weekend of racing in Melbourne this weekend. Joining me now to go through both meeting Sandown and Mooney Valley from the puntingbaron.com.au. He is the punting baron, Shane Matthews. How are you? Uh, very good, James. How are you, mate? Yeah, big weekend, footy grand final as well. It's not in Melbourne, mind you, but yeah, it's on this weekend. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Uh, Benalla and Coleraine Cups on Friday, <laughs> Moya Friday night. Uh, yeah, huge day of racing Saturday, grand final. Melbourne Storm in a prelim, so uh, we'll be looking forward to a rest on Sunday, I think. It's uh, been a busy uh, busy week getting all the form done, but uh, kind of the best and worst weekend to be in lockdown. You kind of wish you were out and about celebrating it, but uh, given that we are in lockdown, it's not a bad way to... Uh, Spend the weekend, we'll be uh, certainly leaving a fair imprint in the couch, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think many people will be, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, whether you follow the, the footy codes, league preliminary final weekend, as it was grand final and racing, yeah, what a weekend it is. If, if you can't, if you're not pleased this weekend, I tell you what, you'd be um, yeah, hard to please. Now, for our listeners, so of course we, um, for those that are listening on the Saturday morning, we're going to go through Sandown, and for those that are earlier on our podcast, we're going to cover Sandown first, and then Mooney Valley. So, um, yeah, so if you're chasing a bet tonight at the Valley for our podcast listeners, we're going to go through that at uh, the end of the segment. But we're going to look at Sandown first of all, the big meeting here on Saturday. Uh, Shane, the the big race of this program, of course, is the Underwood Stakes Group One, of course, at Wait for Age. It's a little Underwhelming by the fact of the matter that there's only five in it, but um, but gee, uh, we get to see this arguably the top seed, the number one horse in Australia, and Zaki make his Melbourne debut. Yeah, looking forward to seeing him go around. As you said, pretty disappointing lineup with only five to go around because I guess we're still for those that are probably not a hundred percent sold on Zaki. I'm not a hundred percent sure we're actually going to learn too much on Saturday. Uh, yeah. I would think he wins that. Uh, you know, Superstorm and Probabil are probably the the two that you know if there was an upset look most likely. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't have them high up in Cox Plate chances either of those two horses. So if Zaki wins by two or three lengths, which I probably expect him to do, I don't think we're going to learn too much. But he obviously. You know, all his racing's been done in Australia so far in Sydney and Brisbane, so he gets this Melbourne way of going for the first time. He gets a white-hot Craig Williams on board in the small field, so good luck to Connections, and well done on going around and collecting 600k. Yeah, a good life. Well, yeah, it's not too bad, is it? <laughs> Wouldn't have to worry about having a bet this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the dream. That's the dream. So we'll watch the Underwood and see how it all unfolds there. Stranger things have happened, but uh, we'll wait and see what does actually happen once the, the barrier's open. Three races you have picked out here that we can bet into or that you're keen to bet into. Races two, four, and six. We'll go back to the second here. And it's here, the I Print Handicap 1400 metres. It's a benchmark 78. Big field to go around here. Big field. I think a few in this, probably making up the numbers a little bit, and certainly very firm in the market, is the favourite, Sierra Leo Miss. I like this man. I think she's a pretty good horse. We're on her first up when she won at Sandown uh, in a strong midweek race. She sat just off the speed for Craig Williams. Uh, got a split late. Chased down a pretty handy one in Camborne, who was able to, um, and was able to beat him. Hopefully, he franks that form on Friday afternoon by winning at Benalla. 
but lovely return from Sierra Leo Miss. The the thing with her is all her best runs have been when fresh. So now she's got to go on and do it second up. They've tried her over longer trips. I think this Craig Williams kind of alluded post race last time that they want to keep her probably to this fourteen hundred to sixteen hundred metre distance range. She draws low. Simon Wild team going really well. We saw uh Wild and Williams combine on Wednesday uh, with Gundek in the Derby trial. So we also know Craig Williams is airborne at the moment. Mm. He rode four on Wednesday at Flemington. His ride on this horse last start, first start, was sensational too. And he draws to give her a very similar ride here from gate four. He should hold a position just off the speed early in the day on the Sandown Hillside track. That looks the spot to be. Uh, she's a deserved favourite and hard to beat. I think the horse you can save on who she'll probably be chasing down is number six, Milton Park. Now, this is a horse who typically when he strikes form, he holds it. So he's pretty plain in his first two runs of the campaign. Went to Cranbourne and won in quick time last start and pretty comfortably. He's going to get up on speed. He's got a good record around Sandown. Uh, I would expect him to run very well. He'll be the one that probably kick clear at the top of the straight and give Surleo Miss one to chase down. So uh, Surleo Miss on top, but, yeah, we'll save on Milton Park at the double-figure odds. That's your thoughts to the second. Let's go down to race four on the program here. Jim Maloney stakes 1,400 metres at listed level for the three-year-old fillies. Close to the race of the day, this. This is a pretty handy bunch of three-year-old fillies. Uh Zuzarella did the job for us. We're on her on debut. Jumped off her last start, and she was too good at the Valley. Uh, I regretted taking her on last start at the Valley because she got out to a really good price. I'm struggling to get her as short as what she is in the market here. Both wins have been really, really strong. She's got back off the speed, but what's happened in both those races is they've slackened off mid-race. She's been three wide in a trailing position. She's been able to blend into the race without exerting too much energy and build momentum. And particularly last start, a lot of her main rivals in the betting were hung up in traffic, couldn't build momentum. She just blended into the race perfectly and then put them away. She was very impressive. She's obviously a winning chance. But just her price in comparison to a couple of horses out of that race, uh, I think very short. I think the, the gap should be much closer. For that reason, I'm going to take her on. Literary Magnate bombed the start a little bit there at the Valley. She ended up back in traffic. She never really got full momentum. Thought she got through the line really nicely. Hoping from the wider draw here, she's only got Zuzarella outside of her. It's a race with not a lot of speed on paper. Thinking she jumps with them, she'll come across and sit outside of Queen of Dubai. She's got to be well in front of Zuzarella in the run. And with that in mind, I think around the 7 to $8 mark, Literary Magnate is certainly the value runner in the race. So quite keen to be with her to turn the table. And the other one out of that race is Mac and Cheese. Tony McAvoy was pretty pretty open going into that race. that He, he took her to that race instead of the trials because she was just doing too well at home. She was ridden a bit like it was a trial too. She got back. She was written cold. She worked through the line under not a... Not a really vigorous ride, I would say, uh, but it was a nice run. Big track, sand down, second up, 1,400 metres. Uh, she's going to be with Zuzarella, potentially probably in front of her if Treble goes back on Zuzarella. I think you'll see Mac and Cheese really elevate here. I just think she's open to a lot more improvement off that last start run than Zuzarella. Uh, so you can have something on her. And the other one you can even have something on is Fortunate Kiss. She comes through a 
different form reference having chased home Lena's legend last start. She was 1,000 to 1,300 metres there. Uh, she looks well-placed here, stepping up to the 1,400. So I just thought there were a couple of angles around Zuzarella, uh, principally with Mac and Cheese and Literary Magnate. And if Fortunate Kiss gets out to around the 11 or $12 mark, I think she's probably worth a bet as well. Uh, in what's a good race? It's a good bunch of three-year-old fillies. Yeah, great race for Jim Maloney. Let's go down to the sixth on the program here. Big screen, company handicap. This one over 1,800 metres. Your thoughts here? Yeah, good race. Uh, a few that come through similar form references. So the Floating Artist and Don't Out Dory races look to be the key form references. Both those horses are in uh, go-arounds here. I've gone away from that form line. I, I just kept coming back to Dr. Drill. I think this is a perfect race for him. He, He's been racing really well all campaign without winning. He hasn't won for a little while now, but he was super last start over the 2000 at the Valley, you know, beaten narrowly in a three-way finish by DeGraves and Heart of Pissons. If DeGraves or Heart of Pissons are in this race, I think they'd both be pretty short price favourites. Uh, I like the fact that he comes back a little bit to the 1800 metres from the 2000 last start. It's a race that doesn't look to have a lot of speed on paper. Uh, he looks well enough for the claim for Josh Richards. I'd love to see him just roll forward and go to the front. The Lloyd Williams horse, Cormorant, with the blinkers on, is a bit of a fly in the ointment. I have seen him race on speed overseas. But either way, I think Dr. Drill lands in the first two. He gets the gun run on speed. And I just think that race last start, the DeGrays and Heart of Fissons race, is a stronger form line than what than the other race that quite a lot of the, the other two races that quite a lot of his rivals come through. Uh, as such, I thought around the $5 mark, he was a super bet here, Dr. Drill. Uh, I'm pretty keen on him. Race 6, number 1, Dr. Drill. Dr. Drill, race 6, number 1. Do I sense on that stand-down he's your best? I'm surprised to be saying it. He's not really one of my Dr. Drill, but he is on Saturday, so we'll make him the best. Race 6, number 1, Dr. Drill. All right, let's... Have a look at Mooney Valley. So again, Friday night. So this one for our podcast listeners tuning in early. A big meeting tonight here from the Valley. A couple of big features on the day. Headlined, of course, by the Moya Stakes at Group 1 level. But also we see the running of the Stutt Stakes. Uh, another good race here for the three-year-olds that set weight to Group 2. Your thoughts here? Yeah, so smallish field, only eight runners. Uh, Sandy Prince just got taken on and given no peace last start here over the 1500. Sea Lion, I think I was on, was the one that tested it the whole way and Sea Lion ended up being well beaten. Sandy Prince was only collared in the final strides by Forgot You, had the nice soft blood run out the back and was able to swoop home over the top of it quite impressively but see Sandy Prince, the run was huge. Like, he just, no peace at all. His effort to stick on and only be collared in the last 50 metres was excellent. The key here, he just looks to get a picnic in front. Uh, the map looks a lot more favourable for him. Uh, Craig Williams, we've spoken about him already. He's white <laughs> hot. Uh, thinking early in the night, rail out four metres, up on speed, not going to be too bad a place to be at the Valley tonight. Uh, and for that reason, think he leads and think he's pretty hard to run down. I think the big danger to him is numbers, and potentially the horse that might end up being the best horse out of this race, is number six, Prince Alexander. Now, this might be pretty smart, this bloke. Uh, he, you know, early in his career, we've seen him run on debut behind Pulele and Direct. He then ran into a pretty hot maiden at Geelong at his second start. Won really well at Bendigo before going out for a spell. Uh, 
then resumed at Sandown. Jeez, this was super with his three, four wide most of the way, blended in on the home corner, got to the front very early in the straight and then let down with a nice turn of foot to put the race to bed, won very easily. It was a super impressive win. Draws gate one here, which I'm not sure is ideal, but hoping that Declan Bates, can, who's riding really well at the moment, can just hold the spot behind the leader in Sandy Prince. Sandy Prince is likely to get rolling and try and get his rivals off the bit of chasing. That should then open up a passage for Prince Alexander to come off his back. And the way I'm reading the race is from there, the two of them can fight it out. So pretty confident two-bet play here with Sandy Prince and Prince Alexander. No, I'm not a fan of the royal family. It's just turned out that they're both princes and we're backing them tonight. (laughs) The Sandy Prince and... uh... Prince Alexander, four and six in the third. What do you make of the feature? Race seven, Namoya Stakes, 1,000 metres, group one, wait for age. They'll fly around the valley. They will. It's a, it's a really intriguing race. I have to admit, I did the form for the race and then looked at the prices, and I was a little bit surprised at the price. It's sometimes a good thing. Uh, there were a couple of horses in this race that went up bigger odds than I thought. Profiteer has gone up favourite. Look, and on face value, he's a fast horse. He looks to he looks to get the lead. It, there's not a there's not mad speed for a thousand meter race. It's him, uh, potentially uh, ballistic lover drawn inside of him, and also Miss Albania drawn outside of him. So he looks to find the front pretty comfortably. Just he he came on the scene with a big boom. He won his first two starts, and then his last two starts of the preparations a two year old. Uh, he obviously failed, albeit you know, not badly, but he was unable to win the Slipper or the Todman. Oh, he's a bit of a risk for mine still at the $4. Uh, I do, to me, you know, there's a couple of horses in this race who have some proper Group 1 weight for age form uh, who have gone up big on. So I'm taking profits here on. Team Snowden camp isn't going great at the moment, but, gee, I just hope they get it right tonight with Wild Ruler. I think... This looks a perfect race for him. Look, I mean, first up, he's run second to Nature Street, which to me looks A-grade form. That's mm. That form looks Everest really form. strong form. It's Everest form. So that's the form for me. I think a little key with Wild Ruler, you'll note that he's got a really good first up record. He's had five starts for three wins and two seconds. So there would be a little bit of a question mark here coming into this race second up. But... If you look back at his previous campaigns, he's always had two trials before his first up run. This campaign, he only had the one trial before the first up run. And now he goes into this race second up as a four-year-old stallion. I think this is the target race. You know, to get that group one on the resume is going to be huge for this horse. So everything points to this being a real target race. He draws gate four for an informed Daniel Moore coming off a group one win last week. I think he gets the gun stalking run just behind the speed. And I thought around the $7 or $8 mark, he was an excellent bet. Uh, the other horse I'm going to have something on in the race is Brooklyn Hustle. Uh, again, she's just got really strong form. You know, she should have won at Oakley Plate last preparation. She's run, you know, her run in the William Reed, even though she finished seventh with Super, she should have finished a lot closer. I don't think, you know, being a Group 1 race, I'd be very surprised if they let Profiteer have it, have it all his own way on his ear. So expecting there to be a fair bit of pressure up front, they'll give him a bit to think about. She's going to be sitting out the back. She's going to be having the last crack at them. 
drawn out wide. We know she's got a big finish on her day. So she should be coming into the race with an uninterrupted run. By that stage later in the night, perhaps off the fence, you know, that's not as big a disadvantage as early in the night. I just thought she was a huge price. Coming off a winter campaign, mm. trialled up nicely, $15. Uh, I'll have a little bit of that. Uh, I think she can uh, storm home over the top of them. So just playing away from the favourites a little bit. Respect the Inferno. He's the one I'm really scared of. But I, I thought Profiteer was under the odds. So I'm with Wild Ruler and Brooklyn Hustle in the big one of the night. All right, that's your thoughts there on Mooney Valley tonight. Huge weekend of racing. Of course, Golden Rose Day from Sydney as well. Wheatwood Day from Toowoomba to Garden City. So plenty happening right across Australia. So it's a pretty good time as well. You mentioned all these other country cups that are happening at the moment. They're right across both New South Wales and Victoria as well and the Punting Baron covering those. You mentioned if you're on board today, Coleraine and Benalla. Uh, some tips thrown out there for those two there by the SMS, but good options and uh, and good value for people if they want to subscribe today. Yeah, definitely. There's going to be a lot happening over the next uh, two months. So uh, for just $5 a week for the SMS service or the yearly uh, subscription at $130, which works out to be only $2.50 a week, uh, you're certainly going to get plenty of value for money and plenty of content in the next couple of months and right throughout the 12 months, to be completely honest. So... Go to puntingbaron.com.au and jump on board and you'll obviously get all the stuff for this weekend. The big group one meeting tonight from Mooney Valley plus uh, Golden Rose Day and Underwood Day uh, at Sandown and Rose Hill on Saturday. So looking forward to it and looking forward to a rest on Sunday. <laughs> and finally, finally, who who wins the footy Saturday night in the West? Uh, Look, Melbourne are the best side and have been the best side all year. So I think they'll win... Uh, I reckon the Bulldogs are probably the side they didn't want to play. I reckon they really would have fancied themselves against Port Adelaide. But the Bulldogs, as they did in 2016, seem to be riding this crest of a wave. And I always figure the Bulldogs are a better side when they're underdogs. I've just always had this feeling that they they seem to lift for the occasion when they're not fancied and they struggle a bit under the weight of expectations. So... It's going to be a really close game, but uh, you know, not from a betting point of view, but just from a tip point of view, I think Melbourne probably just get just get over the line. All right, the demons to break the drought. Plenty happening. And I tell you weekend. what, sorry, they do. Tell you what, Twitter, Twitter is going to be a <laughs> hell of a place to be. <laughs> there are a lot of Melbourne supporters. I know. There. I know. Yeah, yeah they are. There's a lot of them, so uh, they're going to be. They're going to be interesting to deal with for the next 12 <laughs> And to be fair, it's not just this week, like all year, like you hear, you hear them over the years. So, yeah, so it's a big, big, a big, big time. And I think I actually sort of mentioned this to uh, Tim Gill, who I speak to also on the program. One thing that I, I actually love watching and seeing from Aussie rules and being a, a league boy, and I said a self-confessed leaguey, you don't seem to get the same passion, and I might get stoned for saying this, but... The support and the passion that you see from Aussie Rules supporters is different from NRL supporters. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, my, my missus is from northern New South Wales, and she refers to it as a cult. She, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says when Hawthorne were winning those flags back in 13, 14, 15, I was the most unbearable person on the planet. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's it's yeah, I don't know. It's it is different. That's a worry. She's married to you to say that too. Yeah, so yeah, that's a bit of a concern. Um, but uh yeah, it's just different. So I don't know. But I mean full credit to the Melbourne supporters or the ones that I know anyway and they're on Twitter. 
they were there week in, week out, supporting Correct. them and commenting when they've been down the bottom of the ladder. So I think a lot of them, uh, you know, unfortunately not able to be there, but uh, they will deserve to, some success and to see that, and hopefully they get that on Saturday night. Before the neutral, let's hope it's a cracking contest because we've had a couple of ordinary ones in recent years. Yeah, agree. That's what we want to see, a great game, and one that is befitting of a grand final. But we'll find out as well on Saturday night. Shane, as always, appreciate your time. Enjoy the weekend. Hopefully it's a winning one. No worries. Good on you, James. Enjoy, mate. Cheers. Toowoomba, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. This is Racing Nation.